Well, good morning. My name is Jeff Klein. I'm one of the pastors here at Elmer CRC, and I'll be opening God's Word with you this morning on this month of gratitude. So, and the, the idea of the gratitude is not just saying thanks, but actually with your life, giving thanks by offering your life to, back to Jesus for what he's done for you. So that's the idea of the gratitude. You'll catch that as we preach and go through these sermons and do this together. Can we pray together before we get started? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for a chance to open your word. Uh, we pray that this morning, again, you would speak into our lives as only you can through the voice and the power of your Holy Spirit. In your name we pray, amen. Now, I don't know about you, but I used to love the old Pixar movies. You know, one of my favorite old Pixar movies was The Incredibles. Have, have you seen The Incredibles? It's, it's, it's pretty old now. It's like 2004, the first one came out. But it's a great movie. Some of you kids, you should check this one out. The story basically is a story of a family of superheroes who basically has been shut down by the government. The government decided these superheroes were doing too much damage in the world with all their rescuing stuff. And they were rescuing people and they were throwing things around. They were smashing stuff and hurting regular people. So they shut them down and they put them in hiding in regular suburbia. They call it Metroville. They shut them down and they say, you can't use your superhero powers anymore. You've got to just act like a normal group of citizens and live your life. So what does this look like? Well, Bob the dad, he becomes an insurance salesman, even though he's strong enough to lift a car literally over his head. He becomes an insurance salesman and sits at a desk all day handling insurance claims, which again, because he tries to help people, he gives away way too much money. Helen, a.k.a. Elastigirl, she decides she's going to be a normal housewife and create a home and take care of her kids. Her hands are full, though, because her three kids have superpowers, too. Um, Dash is super quick. Violet can do some sort of force field. And Jack-Jack, he's kind of nuts all the way around. Um, now, this family moves into Metroville, and they try to pose as regular citizens. Okay, this is not a great idea. I got you a scene this morning, so check this out. This is dinner time at the Parr's house. You're making weird faces again. No, I'm not. You make weird faces, honey. You have to read at the table. Uh, yeah. Smaller bites, Dash. Yikes. Bob, could you help the carnivore cut his meat? Dash, you have something you want to tell your father about school? Uh, well, we dissected a frog. Dash got sent to the office again. Good, good. No, Bob, that's bad. What? Dash got sent to the office again. What? What for? Nothing. He put a tack on the teacher's chair during class. Nobody saw me. You could barely see it on the tape. They caught you on tape and you still got away with it? Whoa. You must have been booking. How fast do you think you were Bob, going? We are not encouraging this. I'm not encouraging. I'm just asking how fast Honey! Oh. Right. First the car, now I gotta pay to fix the tape. The car? What happened to the car? Here, I'm getting a new plate. <clears throat> so, how about you, Vi? How was school? Nothing to report. You've hardly touched your food. I'm not hungry for meatloaf. Well, it is leftover night. We have steak, pasta. What are you hungry for? Tony Ridinger. Shut up. 
Well, you are. I said shut up, you little insect. Well, she is. Do not shout at the table. Honey? Kids, listen to your mother. She'd eat if we were having Tony Low. That's it. Hey. Oh, Superhero rights is missing. Gazer beam. Bob, it's time to engage. Do something. Don't just stand there. I need you to intervene. You want me to intervene? Okay. I'm intervening. Looks a lot like my dinner at my house. How about you guys? Huh? Now, it's crazy because when you're a superhero, you can't really hide out. When the doorbell rang, they all try to go back to being normal suburbanites again. That didn't work out so well for them. Now, the Incredibles journey in Metroville looks a lot like our journey as Christians in Metroville, Elmhurst, Illinois. DuPage County, suburban life. Suburban life offers you safety and comfort and security. It's, uh, you know, a cycle of go to school, get good ACT scores, leave home, come back, get a job, and start the cycle all over again. The adventure in suburbia is hard to find. As a Christian, difficult. Yeah. Metroville keeps you so busy that you don't have any time to look beyond yourself and your own needs. In Metroville, it's kind of dangerous because the big goal we're all after is to be happy and comfortable and secure. To live in fear of what other people think of us we spend lots of time comparing ourselves to other people. In fact, Metroville gives us a difficult, schizophrenic kind of life. Let me show you. So here's how most of us look as Christians. We start like this. We got one foot in Metroville and one foot in the kingdom. And then we start climbing the ladder. And what happens is you go one foot in Metroville and one foot in the kingdom. If I keep going higher, what's going to happen? Well, pretty soon I'm straddling, keeping one foot in Metroville and one foot in the kingdom. If I keep going higher and higher on this ladder, what's going to happen? I'm going to be doing the splits. I'm not going to keep going higher, trust me. It could be too dangerous, right? But this is kind of how we live our Christian life. we got one foot in Metroville and one foot in the kingdom, which is maybe why we can never actually reach the adventure that's offered to us by Jesus being on the mission of God. It's maybe why our Christian faith feels sometimes like going through the motions. Because it's hard to keep a foot in Metroville and a foot in the kingdom. It doesn't really work. Because Metroville tells you that it's all about you, about getting your own way. It's all about consuming whatever you should consume to make you happy. It's all about getting as much stuff as possible. Where the kingdom says it's all about giving yourself away. It's all about offering your life to someone else. It's, all, it's not about you. So as long as we straddle that ladder, it's difficult for us to really, really reach what Jesus is offering us in his word. Now this all uh, ties into a life of gratitude, a lifestyle of gratitude. 
Because one of the cures for Metroville is getting on a lifestyle of gratitude. 1 Peter 2 says this about us. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I'm going to read that again with you in the message version. So here it is. Welcome to the living stone, the source of life. The workmen took one look at it and threw it out. God said it in the place of honor, present yourselves as building stones for the construction of a sanctuary vibrant with life in which you'll serve as holy priests offering Christ-approved lives up to God. So Peter says when you came to Jesus, the living stone, the source of life, the cornerstone of the Christian faith, the stone that the whole Christian faith is built on, you were quarried out of the pit of sin and you were added to a building called the church. You became part of a sanctuary vibrant with life, pulsating with the Spirit's power. This is what you became part of. A holy priesthood, a spiritual household where we can offer spiritual sacrifices to God. Now what do priests do? Well, priests pray for themselves and for the world. Priests offer intercession on behalf of others. Priests represent to the world what God is like. We are called a kingdom of priests because we get to rule alongside Jesus and establish, help him establish his kingdom in the world. The cure for Christianity in Metroville is Christianity in the kingdom. It's living out of gratitude for what Jesus did for us and saying we want to join him in making a difference in the world. We want to actually be motivated by how grateful we are to God to go out and do the mission of God because our thankfulness, our gratitude rises up and we just want to go and do it. You've experienced this as parents, right? Um, when your kids do something for you and they're required to do it, you give them a job and you say, you got to go do this, and the kids go out in the yard and they begrudgingly go through the motions and they complain the whole time. You ever seen this? I've seen this in my house a million times. You know, guys, go rake the leaves, and they're out there like, oh, Right? And then there's the opposite attitude, which is when they go out and just surprise you when they like, you come home and the, the leaves are raked or the lawn is cut and you're like, what just happened? It's amazing. Well, God is waiting for us out of gratefulness to him to get on his mission, to get going, to get rescued from this life in Metroville, to have this vibrant Christian life where we're not just going through the motions, but we're actually offering ourselves to God as his priests in the world. You know, to be honest with you, Metroville Church is kind of like chicken soup for the soul church. We offer ourselves little, uh, nice little phrases back and forth, and we feel nice and comfortable. It's kind of like Hobby Lobby Christianity where you have a nice little plaque on the wall that says some nice little platitude. I'm going to be honest with you, I am after way more. The offer Jesus makes in his word is for way more. Why do you think people feel so alive when they go on a mission trip? Because they get involved in the mission of God. Because they actually taste and see for a bit what the kingdom's like. What it's like to offer yourself for other things in the kingdom. That's why going on a mission trip is so enlivening. Because it takes you out of Metroville. And you get on the ladder of the kingdom and you start to go, wow, there's more here. There's more here.
I think Jesus has more for us than what is offered a lot of times in the church. I want us to have more. I want us to become this kingdom of priests. Now, a few years back, maybe eight, nine years ago, I was at the Leadership Summit, and I heard the president of International Justice Mission, Gary Haugen, speak. And this has stuck with me ever since. It kind of fits in with the whole Incredibles illustration. So I'm going to have Gary do it for you because he does it way better than I can do it. So again, I have another video for you. Check out Gary Haugen talking about his experience. When I grew up, I, I always wanted to be a great football player. And it turned out to be that I was just a pretty bad football player. And, but fortunately, I had two older brothers who would sit me down and explain to me why I was a bad football player. And, <laughs> and they would sit me down and they'd say, well, you see, Gary, you're small, but you're slow. <laughs> and that was helpful to me in an odd way. And so what I would do, of course, is I would go to the weight room and I would try to work out to try to get bigger just so I wouldn't get crushed so badly on the football field all the time. And I'd, I'd be in the weight room working out and working out. Nothing would actually happen to my body, but I would go and, and I'm working out, working out. And I'd always look over. And there in their special section of the gym were always the bodybuilders, right? Have you seen these guys? I mean, they're just huge, right? Huge chests and arms and neck and, and legs. And I used to just look at all that massive strength and all that muscle mass and all that power. And I used to just ask, but what's it all for? <laughs> it's all just for posing. And the only time all that strength and power is ever really brought to bear, right? There's the crisis in the kitchen and the jam jar is stuck in there and they pop open the jam jar. My prayer for us, my prayer for us is that in a world of so much suffering and hurt and need, that God will not leave us opening jam jars, but that he'll rescue us from all things petty, rescue us from all things of fear, and lead us with courage into a world that's yearning to know the goodness of God through us. When I grew up, I... That has stuck with me for nine years. Are we just posers? Look at our church. Look at our building. Look at all the people sitting here. Look at all the power. Are we just posers? Are we just in the weight room getting pumped up so we can just pose? Show them how amazing we are, what an amazing church we have? Are we just opening spiritual jelly jars? Or do we want to do the work of the kingdom? We want to get involved in what Jesus is doing in the world. I, for one, want to get involved. This is an army of priests, holy priests, kingdom of priests, sent by God into the world to make a difference, to change the world, to build the kingdom where we live and play. Check out Peter, he continues in 1 Peter 2. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, 
a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Here's the message version again. But you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. From nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. According to this, just like the Incredibles, we are superheroes hiding in Metroville. We are bodybuilders with the power that raised Jesus from the dead living inside of us, hiding in Metroville. We're sitting around trying to act like normal old suburbanites when really the resurrection power of Jesus is trying to pulse through us to change the world. You, you, it says, have the power in you, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. You have the living Christ inside of you. So wherever you go, wherever you find yourself this week, you are the presence of Christ in that place. That's what the church is all about. I don't want to do Metroville Church anymore. I want us to come out of our hiding places. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Right? It's time to come out of our hiding places and start to act like the superheroes that Jesus called us to be. Act like the army, the priest, the kingdom to build the kingdom on planet Earth. Now, I don't know what that is for you. It's different for everybody. And this right here says we're supposed to proclaim, we're supposed to proclaim and tell others and speak about this amazing hope we have in him. This is part of our gratitude to speak to others about this. You know, the early church, they were amazing at this. In the book of Acts, Peter and John are called in by the Jewish ruling council. They're called in in order to be questioned about their evangelistic activities. They're speaking about Jesus too much. These guys want to quiet them down. So they question them and they find out that they're doing this in the name of Jesus. They're healing people in the name of Jesus and they send them back out and then they have a meeting and they call them back in. So here, here's, the, here's the reason, Acts chapter 4. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, judge for yourselves what is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we've seen and heard. These guys were so changed by their time with Jesus, so passionate about their kingdom experience, so on fire that they could not help but tell others about it. They couldn't be quiet. You couldn't order them to be quiet. You couldn't threaten their lives and say, be quiet, because they just couldn't stop themselves. Do we feel the same way? Or like the Parr family, are we just hiding in our kitchens trying to act like normal citizens? Do people know what makes you tick? Do they know of the hope that keeps you going? Have you told anybody? Have you tried to tell anybody? Have you invited somebody to Alpha? Have you shown them the Alpha video in your living room? I don't know. Whatever it takes. Have you gone and tried to volunteer somewhere and get, get your life of gratitude on display? I don't think God wants us to just blend in. The problem with suburbia is everything just blends in. It's all sort of just blends in. But maybe Jesus has more for us. Maybe Jesus has more for you. 
Now, I'm excited about this month because I'm excited about these mission partners we have. I love the work that's going on in Villa Park, literally two miles from here, with Rosie and the team, who after school every day are tutoring kids who would have nowhere to go home to, no one to go home to because their parents are working. The kids who might speak a different language as a native language and they have a hard time remembering or understanding their schoolwork at school, so Rosie and her team, they tutor them along and help them become successful at school. I love that our God Time volunteers are there once a week telling the story of Jesus' love to these kids. That's happening two miles from here. I love that we have a chance to volunteer, to go over there and put on display this kingdom love of Jesus out of gratefulness, not because we have to, because we are thankful what Jesus did for us. We're willing to give up some time and get over there and enter in. We can tutor, we can join God time, we can go to the Christmas store and volunteer and walk around with a person and wrap their gifts. I love that. I love that we're involved with all God's children in Honduras, that we're helping kids who don't have the same chance my kids have. They don't go to a Timothy Christian school. They don't have the amazing buildings and stuff. I get, we get a chance to send them school supplies so they can have the basic stuff they need to go to school. I love that. We're going to go to Honduras in February. Al Haram will be here in two weeks with his team, and we're going to tell the story of all God's children, what's going on there. And we're going to Honduras, so if you want to go, put it on your calendar. Last week of February, we're going down there to hang out with Al and the folks. I love that we built a school in Nurme Missions in Gotani, Kenya. I love that I got to meet 1,900 students from that community. When my wife and I went in December, you know, last year. I love that we get to be involved in what's going on there. That we get to have a small part. The easiest thing to do is to write a check. We got plenty of money. That's easy. The hardest thing to do is to give your time. That's really our most difficult commodity, true? To give our time. See, I'm going to go get my hands dirty, my feet dirty. I'm going to go love somebody in the name of Jesus. But guess what? If you try that, if you try that, then you'll get on the kingdom ladder and you'll get your foot out of Metroville. You'll stop posing. And you'll actually become what Jesus wants you to become. Okay? Will you join me? Are you in? Let's go! All right, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Jesus, we don't want to be posers. We don't want to be superheroes with the power living in us that raised you from the dead, living sort of incognito in Metroville. Lord, teach us Teach us, Lord, to take small steps of gratitude to being these kingdom of priests and these holy chosen people that you have called to help you build your kingdom in the world. We pray all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.